Hey guys, it's Ari. Um, I'm from Georgia by way of New York. I'm 15 and I'm a student journalist with Vox Media Cafe. Hi, I'm Alexis. I'm from Alabama. I'm 14 and I am also a student journalist with Vox Media Cafe. And hi, I am Kirsten and I am a designer at MailChimp and I'm here to help facilitate a wonderful conversation <laughs> between these very two confident young ladies. <laughs> So let's just get into the conversation. So I understand we both have different perspectives, but we both kind of feel the same way, if you will. Um, I think the center of it all is just we both feel like our sides aren't heard, and I feel like a big part of that is because no one's listening to each other. Um, In terms of my perspective, I feel like even though in light of this Me Too movement and in light of like, you know, all of this celebrity influence and all of these celebrities coming out and talking about it, I feel that the black woman's story in America is overlooked. It's not heard, especially even in light of these, you know, campus assaults, these high profile cases, you still never hear about them happening to black women. Not that I'd want that to happen to any woman, but you don't, the ones that do happen. You don't hear about the HBCU cases or ones in the AUC. Um, and your perspective, if you want to let us know. Um, my sort of perspective is that celebrity influence, um, it can be bad because they're, all of the celebrities are speaking on abortion are mostly pro-choice and so the pro-life side is not getting heard um, and people don't know that much about it because they're there's not a lot about it on social media and so sometimes celebrity influence could be good and bad but it's kind of being bad on the abortion side so i think a part where there is like that like i said before that disconnect is a matter of like we, you feel that the pro-life side isn't heard due to celebrity influence and i feel that the black woman's side isn't heard even in light of this celebrity influence if that makes sense um so i feel like this conversation would be really really good just to get to know each other in terms of both of our perspectives it's not going to be an argument more of just like a round table discussion and uh, kirsten if you want to try to interject any points that you have that you think would be a good contribution to this conversation Well, I will like to say, as our listeners probably know by now, we are talking about abortion and a rape culture within the HBCUs and the lack of coverage that there has been, like, pretty much ever. Um, I would like to say that there might be a trigger warning. Like, if you feel very sensitive either way, this may not be a conversation for you. If you feel like this might be detrimental to your feelings or if you may feel like this is inappropriate, again, this may not be a conversation for you. But I feel like this is going to be a wonderful opportunity so everyone can be heard and we can just kind of start a conversation on how we can change our opinions on, not our opinions, but the coverage that we hear about and how we can really kind of do the research ourselves and really encourage other people to sit down with others and do the research and figure out how they feel. Yeah, and I definitely, sorry, I definitely like how you mentioned that if this is something that you're comfortable with, then this might not be the conversation for you. But I also, um, I definitely think that if it's uncomfortable, then it definitely is important. It has impact. It's something that we should talk about. It might not 
everyone might not be ready for it at this particular time, but that doesn't mean that because some people are uncomfortable or don't want to hear that we can't just talk about it at all. Because the more uncomfortable, the bigger the impact, I guess, and the more change that um, can be made from it. Um, yeah, so a lot of people there, they don't want to speak out unless they're like celebrities or something because they know that if they speak about something that's big right now, a really big um, like fight kind of, that they will get shamed for their ideas. Like abortion, if you're pro-choice, pro-life, you might, if you like posted that, you probably get shamed very badly because you, you're, you're free to think what you want to but you're you're not at the same time. So my question, I have a question for you. So is your stance that you think that just celebrities shouldn't voice their opinion, whether that be like on politics or this new um, abortion bill that's been going across the nation, or is it that you just wish that it was, I guess, even in terms of you you wish that it wasn't just so many pro-choice celebrities um, being publicized um, more than the pro-life celebrities, or you just don't think that celebrities should just... Yeah, I feel like it should be even, like, pro-choice can speak out, and but there's not really a lot for pro-life, so people are not really hearing the pro-life side. They're just seeing the pro-choice and being like, oh, now they have all these different sp- perspectives on pro-life um, because pro-choice is saying a lot of bad stuff about pro-life. Um, in the different laws that's being passed. Um, do you think that... So are you on social media? Yes. What social media platforms are you on? Um, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I feel like where I've seen most of this discussion about you know um, reproductive rights, I think I've seen it in terms of celebrities talking about it. I think I've seen it more on Twitter, and um, I think a lot of it just... In terms of yes, I will say that I've heard I've heard more of the pro-choice side, but I think it's also just a matter of what content I guess you're exposed to. So um, if you mainly follow celebrities that are either liberal, Democrats, pro-choice, you're probably going to be exposed to more of their point of view versus if you follow more. Uh, conservative or Republican uh, celebrities, you'll probably be more exposed to their point of view. Um, I know just for me, I personally don't think, at least that I know of, I don't follow any um, conservative organizations or conservative celebrities. So if they do speak out about it, I'm most likely not going to hear about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if, not saying that it's not fair, but I don't know if it's I guess fair just to say that like that blanket statement of I'm only hearing the pro-choice side. I think you might need to before that conclusion is made. You might need to. I think it just we just need to rely on our own. It's like our responsibility to go about and do our own research. Um, just kind of like how with the Me Too movement, um, you know more because of this Me Too movement, more people are listening to victims. And, but I feel as if, or a lot of people feel as if, even though in light of the Me Too movement, they still haven't heard a black woman's story. That goes for us too. Like, it's kind of my responsibility. Like, if I'm not just like, 
if that information isn't coming to me, it's also my responsibility to like go seek out that information, seek out are there any cases like that I just haven't done my due diligence, if that makes sense. So I feel like also a lot of with what comes of just we feel like we're not being heard is also I feel like we're expecting that information just come to us. I have a question for you, Alexis. Do you actively seek out articles or do you actively seek out information on abortion where it is more pro-life and less pro-choice or are you just seeing like just the clickbait that comes up? Uh, I'm just saying it. So do you feel like there's more of a, um, like, media in general is pushing more of a narrative of pro-choice compared to pro-life? Mm. Um, can you explain more about that? Can you tell me, like, why you feel this way and how you... Well, I've just been seeing um, pro-choice being uh, voiced out a lot, and I haven't seen one pro-life on anything, and it's um, not that I follow like any liberal um i just follow whatever celebrity like whoever celebrities that i like but um i don't know if they they are just all speaking out pro-choice most of them yeah and i'm not like saying like oh if you are conservative you can only follow conservative celebrities i don't think that's the right because i don't think that's the right thing to do because you need to see both sides you see both sides what i'm saying i guess or what i'm trying to say is if you are noticing that you're only getting one side and it's bothering you, then like try, you know, like she said, go look at articles. Um, uh, there, there's tons of, I'm sure there's tons of celebrities that have, you know, they're more, I think Chris Pratt, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I have to fact check that, but I believe he's more on the conservative side. So um, there's, it's not like it doesn't exist. I think it's just a matter of, again the media that's pumped into us naturally it's like we kind of have to go against that and go and look actively research if that's what i'm saying so don't only go follow conservative celebrities don't only go follow liberal celebrities get like an be like balanced on both sides and that's how you can make like um an informed decision or an informed opinion i guess um so let's kind of talk about because when we were first put together in this group um i know that we were both really really hesitant because on the surface these topics or i guess to the extent of the topics that we want to talk about they didn't really go together i wanted yeah they kind of clashed i wanted i wanted to talk about you know rape culture um at hbcus and you wanted to talk about you know celebrity influence on like reproductive rights and like politics in general i think um abortion specifically and so they're very specific so they're hard to put together yeah 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 so um let's talk about or there's a great correlation like you'll both feel like there are sides that are being drowned out like Mm -hmm. everything else is drowning out the opinions that y'all feel very or your personal beliefs that you feel very strongly about and you're having a hard time finding representation in that area so i think this is a great opportunity for you to like represent and show everyone exactly how y'all are feeling and actually get your voice out there um i feel like a lot of people they think oh you know they're teenagers like they can't have an opinion and i think with a platform like vox atl like it definitely does show that no matter how young we are we can as long as it's informed and you know we're using like facts and like based like something to base it off of like we can't have an opinion 
Do you support abortion if it comes like in cases of like incest and rape? So it's like something that is a little bit more of a sensitive topic because it takes it up even another notch. But are there cases that you do believe in abortion or are you completely against it? Um, I'm completely against it. I feel like um, even if you didn't want the baby, you could, you know, give uh, the baby up for adoption, you know, for a family that like couldn't have kids, you know. Yeah, and I wanted to, because that is, um, it's a great point, and I definitely think it is a valid one, but I think what a lot of um, people that are pro-life, when they bring up that point of, oh, you know, there's adoption, there's foster care, but right now there's over 400,000 children in foster care, and they are living malnourished below the poverty line with in abusive homes and I feel like in terms of some people on the pro-choice side pro-choice side are asking at that point are you still pro-life because you have these 400,000 children that are living in the worst conditions and they are not living a life that anyone should be living so like what is your and even also in cases so some people they mention like oh when people bring up the oh in cases of rape and incest like why can't the mother have an abortion and a lot of um conservative people say oh it's only it's less than one percent so does even though it's one percent or less than does that one percent still not get a choice i guess is my question i mean they can they have whatever choice they want to i mean make it's not like well not necessarily they don't have the choice if it's illegal let's explain let's Alexis, I want to, I want you to explain why, what you mean, why that people have whatever choice that they want to make. Like, they have that choice. And what, can you explain that a little bit further? How do you really feel? They have a choice, um, but I just, I mean, I feel it's not right because the kid can't defend themselves, you know, because they're just a baby. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned, I mean, they have the choice to do whatever they want, but in cases where a, a, a a woman's reproductive rights are no longer theirs. Be- their choice is being taken away mm-hmm. essentially now because of these um, abortion bills, such as in um, Georgia, Missouri, I think Alabama. Um, yeah, so they don't necess- in some states they don't even have that choice, or their choice is now to go t- to illegal measures. So, yeah. It- in terms of the statement of, I mean, they, they have the choice to do what they want. In some states, they don't. Um, and I kind of want to, just to give the listeners some context, because, as Kirsten mentioned, we are products of our environment. We, we base our opinions off of where we came from, what we've gone through, things like that. So tell me, in terms of your um, opinions on reproductive rights and just abortion in general, where that came from, did it come from religion? Did it come from where you're from? Did it come from, you know, just family values? Where did that come from for you? Um, I mean, uh, I'm a Christian, so it came from religion and my family doesn't believe, like, I mean, the thing I think about is like, oh, what if my family had an abortion? I wouldn't be here, you know? I wouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do. A lot of people think that, you know, being pro-choice is being pro-abortion. It's like, and they bring into, like, if if my mom had had an abortion, like, I wouldn't be here. But it's a matter of not just saying that pro-choice is pro-abortion. 
your mother had that choice. No one would have forced her to have an abortion. So she could have still had you had abortion been legal. Um, she could she still had that choice. And I think where the lines get kind of messy is where people hear pro-choice, they automatically think pro-abortion. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone wakes up and says, "Ah, oh, I think I'm gonna have an abortion today." Like, but and it's not. No one's saying that it's an easy decision. No one's saying it's a happy one. But it's still to have that option to give that woman the option if she doesn't want to have one, she doesn't have to. Um, and so to bring in the point of, you know, I was thinking if my mom had had an abortion, but the fact of the matter is your mom had that choice and she chose to keep you and that's great but to just completely take away that choice is it's unfair it's unfair yeah yeah you see where i'm coming from mm-hmm. um let's talk about your background a little bit too ari so my background i come from um a liberal home um i'm from new york um and that's a liberal state um also just in terms of what i've been taught in general my family is religious and i went to a catholic school for a bit but i just don't think i connected with some of the values that they preached in terms of um, i have an lgbtq father and some of the things that the christian church preaches i don't agree with um and yeah i just i think i i've seen I come from a home with a lot of, you know, strong women, and they always teach me, like, you have your own, you're, at least you should have your own choice, and you can't let anyone take away the choice. Not even just in reproductive rights, but just in general, speaking your voice, going where you want to go, like, speaking to who you want to speak to, loving who you want to love. Like, I've always been told, like, you have that choice, and you shouldn't let anyone take it away um, from just a young age. So I, I think that's probably where, like, a lot of <clears throat> my beliefs come from um, into abortion in terms of, I think it's it's my choice let's uh take this for a second and like move it more towards rape culture i would like to understand your opinion alexis on how you feel about rape culture if you think it's like a thing if you think like there's a correlation between um sexual promiscuity for example um not saying this is you obviously but some people think um it's actually like a really common just like mentality um in terms of fraternities and just college culture it's like oh if she wears a short skirt she was asking for it or if she was dressing you know kind of risque she was asking for it if she was drinking she was asking for it so I guess then that kind of goes under the umbrella of like rape culture so do you think that just I guess that's what she was kind of asking just to give some context um like you're saying um no I don't believe that uh if she was wearing a short skirt she was asking for it it's they say that kind of to make a excuse that they did it that they um hurt a woman so do you believe that um the people use excuses to legitimize right yes and so when we're kind of so that way we can keep fusing you know both of our ideas together do you think that in terms of that that's an example of like a victim's voice being taken away because of circumstances, I guess? Um, yeah, uh, her voice would be taken away because 
maybe uh, the people would believe what the um, rapist said um, and believe them that oh, she was asking for it or um, you know she was just going out to have a good time but then they took it the wrong way. Do you think that people, do you think that happens often? Um, yes. Yes. How do you, how do you feel about that? Like, what is your opinion on that? Like, how, how does that, like, affect you? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Or just, like, the, the, the concept of rape culture. Like, how does that affect you? Like, do you take active measures to, like, do things differently? Do you, like, avoid going certain places by yourself? Or do you avoid wearing certain things? Or do you, is there... Like, do you, do, have you, have you do ever... You take certain measures to yeah. avoid that unwanted attention, I guess? Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like you were saying, like, avoid going places, avoid wearing maybe clothes that may, uh... Invite unwanted attention. Yeah. So that's certain examples of, like, rape culture. And even, like, dress codes. Like, dress codes in schools. Like, they they tell you, like, oh, you know, if you show your shoulder or if your skirt go, doesn't go past a certain point. Like, or if you have um, holes in your pants. Holes in your pants. Midriff showing, like, that, like, that's inviting unwanted attention to your body. But that's... That's just essentially just giving an excuse or giving an out to people who can't control themselves. So that's like an example of rape culture. How if I was, if my midriff, I could, if I was wearing stilettos, barefoot right now, but if I was wearing stilettos, um, a mini skirt, having my midriff showing, wearing a tube top, and I was, God forbid, assaulted, that that's essentially my rapist's out. That's his excuse. I mean, she was wearing all of that. I mean, she pretty much was just asking for it. Um, you, so you, I know you mentioned that you said in no cases. So even despite all of that, despite all the circumstances, you, you even said like, it shouldn't, it doesn't matter what she was wearing, what she was drinking, where she was going, she was assaulted. So you don't think that if a, a woman is raped and she gets pregnant by her attacker, you still don't, like, what is your perspective on that? Do you think, I just want to get your perspective. Like I was saying, she has a choice, but now she, like, they might not have a choice now. Let's pull it back to um, situations where you've had to change the things that you've done. Like, you brought up school dress code. Dress code's a really great one to talk about. Have there been a situation, Ari, for you where you've had to, like you've been around someone or been somewhere that made you feel uncomfortable and you've had to like separate yourself from the situation? Have you like changed your patterns of behavior since then? Oh yeah, for sure. I can list so many, but one that specifically sticks in my head was um, I was on a cruise and um, I was in like the little you know like little teen clubs that like cruises have where it's like separated by age so when the parents want to go out they can um and I was on a cruise and there was this boy and his like group of friends that were like egging him on and they were like do you like me do you like me just go out with me I'm like I'm on a cruise for like five days like I don't know who you are and they I like left because you can leave if you want to and they followed me like everywhere they followed me to my room and like after that, like I couldn't, I couldn't even like bring myself to like 
go like go anywhere near where that area was I couldn't go anywhere near the areas where they followed me like they followed me to the dining hall they followed me to the deck like the things like that they and it's like they followed me to my room like they knew where my room was like so that that situation sticks out in my head in terms of and I couldn't I just for me I just couldn't go near those places anymore I pretty much like changed my whole circumstances just to avoid them how old were you I think I was 12. Have you had a situation that's made you feel uncomfortable like that, Alexis? I have not. That's that's great. That's wonderful. Um, have you known other people that have, though? I don't think so. That's awesome. It's just, like, very surprising to me that women and girls are taught at a very early age on how to, like, protect themselves and how to stay away from situations and not to wear short shorts or crop tops or holes in their jeans like you brought up earlier, Alexis, at school. But do you think that there's like a like a thing that relates back to men and boys? Like, do you feel like they're held to that same standard that we are held to? Or do you feel like there there's a clear difference between them, like between us? Um, I feel that they just like taking stuff away that like women like, you can't wear this now. Like, it's not really, like, they didn't really tell the boys, oh, you can't wear this or anything. It's more, like, oh, you can't, it's more towards the women, you can't wear this, and and it's not your fault or anything. It's because the boys can't control themselves. How do you think you could change that? Like, what would you say if you were talking, let's say if you have, like, a, a child and it's a daughter, how would you bring that conversation up with them? How would you bring it up if it was a boy? Um, I guess I'd tell them to, like... Because you are religious. You can, like, use religion and, like, discuss it in that way. There's nothing wrong with that. That's your personal choice. I guess I'd tell, uh, like, if it was a boy, like, tell them, like, not to, um, like, be rude towards girls in certain ways that, like, um they will feel uncomfortable and like try to be nice to them and so to kind of <clears throat> relate so go back to like you know dress code and rape culture so do you see how from a young age and when i say like young i mean like college and like lower to like high school middle school things like that so from a, a young age we're already making excuses for boys so in terms to excuse their behavior to justify their behavior to the point where when they finally become men now they feel like they are privileged enough to make decisions for women's bodies do you, do you see like that connection of like because we made so many excuses for them we've justified their actions from such a young age they feel like oh i mean i got away with it when i was younger like clearly like i'm superior i guess and like i can make decisions for um women's bodies yeah i gave them a reason yeah 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 that's like a good way to like make that connection between the two like it's like an endless cycle really funny how um, at first you both said that you didn't think that these ideas were related or you didn't think that they kind of like circled back to each other but no matter what path that we've gone down we've circled back I think that's really interesting I think y'all are doing great work <laughs> just really like really happy how do you feel Alexis is there anything that you want else like is there anything else you want to bring up or 
How does it make you feel? How about this? How does it make you feel when you read an article or read something from a celebrity discussing abortion or rape culture? Or how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like alone and alienated? Or does it make you feel like angry? Or I I just want to know everything you got for me. I don't think it makes me feel angry. Maybe if they had like, um, maybe if they were raped, they'd have more of like a choice to get an abortion. But if it was just like, um, they didn't, it wasn't that, maybe like they could have gave the kid up for adoption or, um, found another route. Um, yeah. So before you said you just, um, you don't support abortions point blank period. Has, unless I misheard you, has your kind of perspective kind of evolved into like, okay, there's a little bit of leeway based on circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me more about like uh, the social media stuff that you found when you've been doing your research. Um, I know I was looking earlier and I could only find like 10 celebrities that were for pro-life, and but there was such a bigger number that were for pro-choice, and I feel like maybe there was a little bit of pro-choice, but then the other celebrities were like, oh, well, they're, they're saying stuff about it, so I should say something about it too. Like maybe the celebrities are um, kind of going off of each other too. So I think what you're kind of saying is there's just like, heavy imbalance there's definitely like the pro-choice celebrities are like dominating or like overpowering the pro-life side i guess yes and i think that kind of also goes back into like in terms of my perspective where it's a it's a little bit you know it's the same and it's different so for example you know one out of five or 20 percent of hbcu women will experience sexual assault and that's the same rate as in pwis which is a predominantly white institution yet the one the assault cases in PWIs, they're wide, they're just covered so much more. And I think that's, again, like that trend of like imbalance where there's even, it's like, it starts off as an even playing field and somewhere along the line, it's like one just got so much more power, so much more media coverage, so much more publicity. Um, and I think that's like where they kind of um, relate to each other, both of our sides. Um, one just got too overpowering. Yeah, and... one, one, and I can like reference like um, you know the Brock Turner case. Um, I think, um, which was like a really really big case just because of you know the circumstances and also just the verdict. Um, also Christian Koff, I don't know if I'm pronouncing, but right here on like a Georgia Tech campus, um, he admitted to raping his girlfriend. Um, there was also, yeah, like those were those were like really publicized ones. But then there was another story where Daniel Holtzclaw, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, he's like an Oklahoma City officer, um, he raped at least 13 women from the ages of 17 to 57, and all but one were black. And up until today, I had never heard of that story before, and I don't know how many people heard that story. So do you see how, like, there's a clear just imbalance? And, for example, right now, like, Daniel Holtzclaw, he, there's, like, websites for him, like, to hear his story and petitions to get him out and to donate to his cause. But it's like, okay, 
where are the sites for the victims? Where are the sites to donate to their medical bills, to their therapy bills? Like, do you see how, like, there's a clear imbalance and those women are black, they're the marginalized women living in impoverished areas that are, are vulnerable because who do you, what police do you call on the police? You see what I'm saying? And it mm-hmm. kind of goes back to your, your perspective of, like, okay, we're already told, like, just social media influence in teens like how are teens able to make on both sides how are teens able to make an informed decision when from the jump when they even when they first go on twitter like when they first open their twitter account how are they able to make an informed decision about you know their values or their political beliefs when from the jump celebrities are are, like only the pro-choice celebrities are being shown do you see what i'm saying so i think that's like where they both relate to each other. So in the future, what are you guys going to do to kind of change this whole disparity? Like how, how are y'all going to go forth and write everything? I think that just in such an era of just like polarizing, like politics is like as of now, like, I feel like politics are like, you're either on this extreme end of the spectrum or on this extreme end of the spectrum. And also the fact that we don't support policies, we support people, which I think is kind of a problem. Like, we, we idealize pe- people and politicians. And so because how, how we got to this such, like, polarizing kind of trend is, like, we wanted the, the opposite. We thought that the opposite guy was the bad guy. We didn't say he's the opposite guy. We immediately said, because he's my opposite, he's bad. And so how it got to that point was because uh, politicians were saying, this guy is bad, do not vote for him. So immediately just make sure our good guy won. We made sure we wanted nothing to do with the opposite. We didn't even think, like, let me listen. Let me let me try to open my mind to, like, an opposite perspective. We immediately said, no, because the person that I'm supporting said that this guy is bad, I am not even going to, like, think to open my mind to, like, an opposite view. And I think where our generation comes in is we need to break that cycle. We need to, you know... Listen to both sides. Yeah, listen to both sides. Put on our big girl panties and be like, okay, no, like, come on, have opposite views. But I think if we sit down not screaming in a civilized way, like, we can see that we can see that we might have some similarities and like we might not go into it thinking, I'm going to make sure I change this person's mind, but it might just happen naturally. Do you feel the same? Do you feel like having more talks like this will lead to a bigger discussion and like a better understanding of each other. Yeah, I feel like if you had more talks like this, you would understand each side better and not just um, shame one side or like idolize one side. Mm -hmm. You would see both sides and see why they think that way. Thanks for listening. Thanks guys so much. Again, I'm Ari from Fox Media Cafe. I'm Alexis, also from Fox Media Cafe. And I am Kirsten from (laughs) MailChimp. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.